Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hello, I'm Clive Anderson. Welcome to My Seven Wonders. In ancient times, hanging gardens, great pyramids and other superstructures were celebrated as wonders of the world. And like days of the week and deadly sins, there were always seven of them. But what are the seven wonders you would put on your personal list? That's the question I ask my guests in this podcast. And the guest I'm asking today is a young, award-winning comedian from London you might have come across on TV or radio or on stage here in Edinburgh. He's appearing in his fifth solo show here at The Fringe. His show is called Imposter, and he's called Bilal Zafar. So please welcome Bilal Zafar. So... Thank you, thank you very much. So, you know, I think... All right? Yeah. <laughs> I think you might have try, tried to spoil the surprise of your arrival. You think you... With my flyers. You fly the audience, so... So you've got I'm an really eye. Sorry, yeah, got an eye to commerce. I, I always like that about the fringe. Uh, a lot. Of, I don't know. You know, necessarily. Uh, you know, you could have different political views, but an awful lot of people. It's agitating on behalf of the uh, all sorts of uh, social justice and everything. But mm. it's a very brutal, uh, sort of capitalist concern, isn't it? Oh yeah. To sell your seats. Come uh, to my show. Yeah. <laughs> Good. So, Bill, yeah. tell me first of all. Tell us where your show is on. We might as well get that uh, established. Three fifty Underbelly Bristow Square. It's yeah. called Frisian the Room. It's the biggest I've ever done. It's yeah. like 120, which is yeah. a lot for me. Yeah. So, okay. yeah, it's massive. Yes. Um, yeah, it's going very nice so far. I think it's my best show. Okay. Um, I'll say very quickly what it's about to make sure they come. Yeah. Um, well, I had, make, make sure they're informed. It doesn't yes. know. Yeah. <laughs> I, had, uh, I used to live in a shared house in London. I had a housemate who started to believe he was a secret agent, and he tried to get me arrested several times in right. 24 hours. Yeah. And it's got some very funny bits in it. Don't worry. So this is a real life story yeah. that you're telling. So yeah. you're clearly a talented comedian, but maybe not so good at choosing your flatmate. That's, no. Uh, yeah. No, but, no, no. But you can't tell, can you, necessarily, when you're, you're organising flatmates? The limit. You to, can't. No, you landlord. He didn't check any proof of references or incomes. So perfect for a comedian, right? But of course, yeah. anyone could move in, and they yeah. did. Yeah. Now, your uh, Wikipedia entry uh, oh. has a strange note, and it may or may not be accurate. No, uh, the, <laughs> the one about me is certainly not. Um, but uh, it says you you deal in Islamophobia, racism, and cakes. And I know that's that's true, though, because I remember interviewing you on Loose Ends a few years ago. Yeah. And you did a sort of a how would you describe it? You had a, a you invented a cake shop. Uh, I'll explain what happened was this was my first show um, in 2016 my Twitter handle X whatever it's called now is uh, Zaffa Cakes because my surname's Zaffa I like Jaffa Cakes right um, Zaffa Cakes and yeah. my brother made a little joke on Twitter that Zaffa Cakes is a Muslim only cake shop he refuses to serve non-Muslims <laughs> <laughs> people got very upset <laughs> And it went and went for like a month yeah. or something, and it just gave me loads of material. Um, and that was my first show. Yeah. So you you were accused of being racist because you weren't going to yeah. sell to be, and uh, uh, so people were were agitating against you. People were appalled, <laughs> and it wouldn't even make sense as a business idea, would it? No, it's a terrible idea. Yeah. But these. How people, would you check you know, people out anyway? Would you do have to be able to? quote from the Quran or something before you got your... your I guess that's it. Yeah. yeah. I didn't even get that far. Yeah. yeah. The thing is, these people don't, they don't really think about things. Yeah. So, um, yeah, quite thick people, I think. Is that yeah. fair? You know? But it's yeah. good for publicity, people getting, getting a reaction. Yeah, it's fun. Listen, yeah. winding people up online is very yeah. fun. So, so have you stuck to just do, you're doing the comedy and not being a, a marketing expert? No, no, coming no. Up with a scandal? I don't. I don't want to have a cake yeah. shop. It seems like a lot of work. Right? <laughs> Comedy's a lot easier, I think. Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, let's get. We have to get on with your wonders because sometimes it's a bit of a rush to get all seven in in the available time because people mm -hmm. have got other shows to go to and things yeah. like that. Uh, there's probably a show coming in after this. Uh, so your first wonder is supporting a team. 
Yes. Now I'm ass- I'm assuming, but I've I've nothing to go on. Do you mm. mean a football team or a, any a, sports team? I think. I mean, sport. for me personally, it's Arsenal Football Club. Okay. Oh, there we are. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's good. So uh, I support I support Arsenal in England. So we'll just have to so put off yeah. put up with any Spurs fans that have to be here at the moment. So, you, yeah. but you but you're not saying it's supporting Arsenal. It's everyone, it's any yeah. team. So well, it's for me. It's Arsenal, and in cricket, it's Pakistan. That's who my dad supports. You know. Um, yeah, just like um, it, it's a massive part of my life. And I've only realized recently how weird it is, like how tribal it is. Like, like I'm like, um, I'm like a villain if like Tottenham lose. Do you know what I mean? I'm like, yes, you know, <laughs> it's it's so bizarre. Like even I was thinking like last season, uh, like Arsenal scored, uh, Odegaard scored against Tottenham. Yes. And I'm running around my living room screaming, right? Yeah. I've upset my lovely wife, yes. you know, and my little cat, Calico. She's yeah. tiny. She's hidden behind the sofa. And I'm like quite a nice, normal, quiet guy usually. And it's like, what is that? What is, is that good to behave like that every yeah. weekend? I don't mm-hmm. know. But I think it's fascinating. Well, I, it's probably not good. And um, <laughs> I've, I've made enough suggestions here, reference to me being old, but I often think, why does it matter to me? And yeah. uh, I'm in, the, in full in the years and I'm worried about what 11 um, highly paid professional sportsmen who are doing it for their their living mm-hmm. why does it matter to me um but it but it does doesn't it and uh, it's mad it's you're sharing yeah. that moment of joy or disappointment with like thousands of people around the world yeah yeah, yeah i love it i i, I even I, I do that thing where i look at moments in my life and it's like what football thing was going on then yes. like i remember like arsenal scoring an fa cup winner and then like a minute later i had to go up on stage in soho theater and i'm always yes. celebrating on stage yes. you know um Loads of stuff like that throughout yeah. my life. Oh, before I got married, literally, uh, this was quite recently, a couple of minutes before the ceremony started, uh, Arsenal scored a last-minute winner against Aston Villa. <laughs> what a great day. Yeah. <laughs> right? <laughs> the photographer's got a picture yeah. of me celebrating in my suit and everything. Yeah. Right. Well, um, I, I know that we will we'll move on from this because, I mean, people who are interested in football go, yeah, I understand. People who are not interested in football sure. or sport are going, oh, my God. <laughs> but I, my memory goes back a long way. And there was a there's a book called Fever Pitch and there was a film made of it because Arsenal won mm. the uh, the the, the you know the the top division in in England in 1989 and mm-hmm. I was filming something that day uh, during the day and it was quite a rarity because the match was on television live it was r- the last match of the season and it came down to the result in that game I'm sure you know but I'm explaining um, so I was doing a f- bit of filming for a friend or some sort of thing and it was definitely definitely going to finish by five o'clock and as the way of these things you do for friends it didn't finish until uh, midnight gone midnight oh in South God. London. So nobody was to tell me what the result was. And uh, there was a guy sort of in the business was driving me home to North London, to Islington, where I lived. And I said, oh, great, I can go in. I've got it. I can watch it on tape. No, and I can just, and I said to him, you know, is it worth my while staying up to watch it? And he, and he played it part beautifully. He said, well, yeah, it's up to you. And so I didn't, I couldn't work out from him. Unfortunately, as we got to the Angel Islington, which is at a junction of the road, there were yeah. naked men dancing in the streets. <laughs> Policemen were there, naked policemen dancing <laughs> in the street. I got an idea how the result was. Uh, yeah. and, and if I can go on to, there was a, uh, uh, the, 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 I can't go on forever because not that many victories at Arsenal, but they, they, they won the, uh, what was then known as the European Cup Winners Cup. And I, again, I was busy that evening. I was uh, making a speech at a, quite a big event. And I, I thought, right, I'm going to go home. This is, I'm going to arrive home like a criminal going to court. I'm going to have a blanket over my head. I'm not going to find out. I'm going to be watch this one. Anyway, the... Um, the Toastmaster introducing me. So well, now we have a speech from Mr. Mr. Clive. And before he starts, can I just say he'll be in a good mood when he gets in because uh, Arsenal have won with, a, with an Alan Smith goal. The European Cup one has got... No! <laughs> the one thing you had to do was to not tell me that. Uh, anyway, so you're... Um, yeah. Uh, so now what... So that's a, just easing off Arsenal for a moment. You, so yeah. you, you've got a family attachment to yeah, Pakistan. Yeah, yeah. Again, again, I can mirror that because I'm a... I might have a family attached to Scotland. Mm-hmm. So I support Scotland oh, right. in most things, including football, which hasn't oh. given me that much joy over the years, <laughs> to be honest. Uh, but um, it's been reasonably good recently. But Pakistan, there's been sort of sometimes there, you know, there's lots of matches, sometimes. Sometimes they're, match they're, fixing. Match yeah. fixing. There's been cancellations. It's uh, yeah. the political situation. Is that, but uh, sometimes a very good team. Amazing sometimes. Yeah. I mean, literally, yeah. when I used to play like as a teenager for my school and stuff, I wanted to be a fast bowler. 
because yeah. we had the best, most exciting. And a lot of them are like from quite poor backgrounds. Yes. And it's similar to like these Brazilian footballers who yeah. like had nothing and then, but they're so talented. Yes. They become these superstars. Yeah. Yeah. It's a massive, yeah. As a family thing, it's quite nice. We all kind of gather around and watch yeah. it, you know? Yeah. And did you ever feel any pressure from, you know, that thing Norman Tebbit said years and years ago? It's a, it's a test. Should do. Well, I'll put it this way. Um, I support Pakistan in cricket, but if England, uh, if the England cricket team are playing India, <laughs> I'm the biggest England fan yeah. you've ever seen, right? Yeah. Um, and what about England, Australia? Do you do you, do you, do you Oh no, I kind of England are yeah. like a second yeah. team. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, yeah, sure. Okay, uh, but uh, I, I have to, even though I obviously share all your 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 enthusiasms in this way. Yeah. Um, but it, it's 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 bad for you though, isn't it, to be so obsessed? But is it, would it not be better to be a neutral and go along and just appreciate? The, no, I don't think no. you get it. The thing is about sport as well is that the rivalry aspect of it is such a big part. Like I've got a friend who's an Arsenal fan, yeah. and I don't know Tottenham or Man U or whoever lost. Uh, one day and I said oh have you seen this and he was like oh, I don't really care about other teams I was like well, that's like a massive part of it yes enjoying yeah. the misery of the rivals <laughs> yeah. and you yeah. don't get that yeah. if you're not a yeah. fan of sport right yes and it's funny you can have a close friend and you want yeah. them to have a really bad day <laughs> absolutely uh, just for the hell of it <laughs> yeah all right so supporting a team uh, there are positive sides but, mm. but even the negative sides uh, yeah. you're enjoying okay so let's go on to your next Next wonder. These are intriguing wonders. They're very broadly expressed. Sometimes people are very specific, like like a specific edition of an of an iPad. That would have been oh, iPod. Sorry, oh, do you see what I mean? Yeah. So, I, I, yeah, okay. So, I could say I heard you say getting old. I don't know if I was getting old or you're getting old, but I think it may be applied to both of us. Never mind. So, uh, so your next one is nerves slash anxiety. Yeah, which is a weird thing to say, but like for me, so like. I'm not trained in acting or anything like that, but I became a comedian when I was 21 just because I wanted to get into comedy really. And that thing, it's like, I, I used to like, I used to bunk, I used to not even go to drama lessons at school because yes. I was so scared. And I am, I am an actor now, which is ridiculous. Like I've been in films yeah. and TV and stuff. And I was so terrified of doing it. And then the first time I kind of forced myself to do it. It's weird. It's like, I think you're not sure when you're first having these feelings of anxiety, you're not sure if it's like, oh, I have stage fright. I can never do it. Or like, no, you can, yes. you can push through it. And that is part of it. And I, I feel like whenever I go on stage, like the nerves kind of help you mm. through it. Yeah. It's weird. It's like a weird ritual of feeling the worst you could ever feel. Yeah. Then you step on stage and it's like, I'm here. It's, it, it's, yeah. yeah, it's a weird thing, but I think it's really important and it makes you appreciate going on stage a lot more. It just, it, I think the anxiety makes you realize it's important to you. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like this matters. Yes. Um, yeah, I think it's very and, important. And does it ever get any better or any less anxious for you? If you've done a few, mm. yeah, I, I, I said, I think you've done three or four shows here. And then it's my fifth. Fifth. Your fifth yeah. So you've done four. This is your fifth. Mm. And then you tour around the country yeah, and, yeah, and other yeah, places. Yeah. But having done one, two, three... Do you now think, well, I, I know roughly how to do it. It's not going to go completely disastrously. A little bit, but you still get terrified. Yeah. It's, it's a weird thing. I mean, when I first started, literally, it was like my legs were like jelly. Like I couldn't stand up. Like yeah. I, it's like, why am I even doing this? Yes. It was ridiculous. And now it's like, yeah, I know I can do it at least. Um, so you still get nervous if it's like a big, you get these stupid like audition gigs for TV stuff you have to do and all of that. You yeah. get a bit more nervous then. But I'm definitely like doing a show every day at the Fringe is different because you just step out and do it. You get used to it. Um, but yeah, it's kind of up and down. Well, I'm suggesting it might get better, but on the other hand, it, it, it doesn't get better necessarily because if you do a good show, you think, oh, I've cracked it. Now yep. there's a new audience and you don't want the new audience to go away thinking you're not very good. You want them yeah. to have as good an experience as last night's audience. And that's the great thing about doing stand-up is that audiences are always different. Yeah. And it's mad. You do exactly the same thing the next night and they're yeah. just not interested. Yeah. <laughs> this is a warning to you today. <laughs> you, you keep interested. But let's just go back to you. So you said you got going or into when you were 21. So at school... Yeah. Uh, you weren't going to drama lessons. Were you going to science lessons? Were you going to be a, a doctor? Were you going to be a, a, not interested in academic Very things? bad at school. In fact, the thing that made me realize I wanted to get into comedy stuff is a thing that a lot of people look down on. It was media studies, right? Yeah. Which everyone like hates. Because we had to do a thing where we did a short film when I was like 17. And I wrote the script and me and my friends made this thing. We put so much work into it. And I was like, oh my, this is the first, it was like the first time I'd been happy at school, I think, genuinely. Yeah. I hated all of that. 
I hated university as well, to be honest. So what did you do at university? What subject did you do? Uh, media, writing and production. Okay. Yeah. But then I stopped doing any work because I started stand-up. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah. Right. So there's a lot riding on every performance to keep going. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But I love it now. Mm. I'm much happier now. People that say school were the best days of your life. Like, what is wrong with those people? <laughs> no, well, I, I mean, either way, it's a depressing thing to say to somebody at school, isn't it? You say, oh, these yeah. are the best days of your life. Either, I mean, oh, but I'm having a miserable time. <laughs> yeah. even, even if they're having a good time, oh, it's never been as good as this again. It's, it's going to end. You should yeah. say, you should say, yeah, it's good, but you can make it even better as you get better. older. And Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, so that was you at school, not uh -huh. not particularly attentive. But but do you has it been useful? Any bits of information you got from media studies? Can you can you work out how to I don't know sell a program or to know how they should be filming it or a any, little anything? bit, yeah, a little bit. Script writing and things like that we learned has helped a bit. But it's just like getting out and actually making stuff is the yeah. thing, you know. Um, yeah, yeah. So when you create a show, mm -hmm. do you sit down and write it down, or do you just work it through and do a do a performance to you know a bit of it to a small crowd as a tryout or, yeah. or how do you do bullet it? points bullet points. it's all bullet points yeah because it's all kind of storytelling and um i because i read in Stuart lee's book years ago when i was just starting that he said he writes out every single word he's very particular and i thought do i have to do that but that's just not everyone works differently yes what i love about stand-up as well is that there's no set way of doing things you just figure out your way mm. And yeah, there's no, whereas at school, it's like, you got to do everything like this. And I was never very good at yeah. anything. And then now you do whatever you want. But it sounds like this show you're doing this year, it's a story yeah. recounting or certainly based on something that happened in your life, something mm -hmm. a bit weird. But to next year's show, are you now hoping for something weird to happen in the course of the year? Some, so you're looking out for crazier flatmates to move in with or to be... I'm always getting myself into problems. Yeah. It's just going to keep happening, I think. Yes. So I'll be fine. You know, yeah. <laughs> I'm not worried about material. <laughs> it's, a bit, it's a bit like those singers who sing about the big breakups they have in their life. Yeah. And you think, oh, that was good for that album. But I, <laughs> I can sing the next one about falling in love. But I, we've got to fall out again. Mm -hmm. And I hope he treats me really badly. Because yeah. uh, yeah. otherwise. Mean, I've heard of comedians doing quite cynical things to put shows together. All right. Okay. I wouldn't do that. No. Okay. No. All right. So that's nerves and anxiety. <laughs> but uh, you're, but you, you said it might be a bit like stage, right? But it, you're, you've, you've never felt, oh, I can't go. Because some people, yeah. are, you know, ones who are not comedians, mm. they sometimes have in their life an awful moment and they have to make a speech as a best man speech or a speech at their own wedding or, or, or it could be a funeral, any, anything like that. Mm. And if you're not, if it's something you don't like doing, it is kind of the worst thing. I totally understand. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I used to absolutely hate that when I was younger as well. Yeah. 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 But I tell them, people ask me for advice on like best man speeches and stuff. And I'm like, that is the easiest gig you can do in the world. Why are you even pretending? Like, that's not hard. Everyone's on your side. Yeah. Just don't like, you know, be rude about the families and stuff. And yes. you'll, you'll be fine, right? That's not comforting to somebody who's anxious about making a best man speech. Saying it's the easiest okay, gig. Okay, you're in the world. right. Yeah. You say it's easy for you because you're used yeah, to Yeah, that's a good yeah. point. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Well, you could write. They want. They want you to write them a speech. That's what. They, yeah. yeah. Mm. Um, okay. All right. So that's your nerves and anxiety. Strangely, you're making it a wonder of the world. But um, well, for anyone, I think that stuff yeah. is. Yeah. Okay. So now your next thing is social media. Mm. Um, so I don't know which which range of ones you use or would advocate. I just think it's all incredible. I know that they cause a lot of problems and uh, I don't know, manipulating elections allegedly. Oh, I don't know. But like maybe they've done all sorts of things like that. But like um, for me, my show we were talking about, the cakes thing all happened through Twitter. It wouldn't have been possible without that. Um, I actually met my wife on Twitter. Oh, right. Um, through a, a, was she sending you abusive remarks about yeah. your act and you thought, that's the woman for me. Yeah. I, that's who I need at home that's to keep me type, on. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Um, there was a thing on, uh, I don't know how many of you are familiar with Twitter and stuff, but like... Um, I think we're all familiar with Twitter, aren't we? I mean, if you use oh, it much, okay. but yeah. there was a thing called Fleets on Fleet. Twitter, right? Which was a terrible, it was like Instagram stories, but it doesn't really matter. But Fleets, um, uh, yeah, there was this thing where you could... I guess the best way to explain it is that you could get into direct contact with people on Twitter a lot easier. It's a bit of a weird thing. And that's how me and my wife started chatting. And we just were talking about how bad Fleets was because it was awful. It didn't yes. really work, right? All right. And then that was the start of something. Well, yeah. That's an odd way to choose a wife or a husband, really. to you, you, Slag off a thing. Mutually moaning. But I think that's yeah. the best way. Yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah. But it's it's fun. These sort of social media generally, they're, they're mainly have been around for maybe only... 20 years and that may seem a long time to you but for if you're a bit older it's this is 
I've often struck. I want. I once had. A, it's not quite social media. But I had a radio program about Wikipedia, and um, and I had to. You know, I was getting the dates, and it said it which started in the year. I think it's two thousand. I said, no, it can't be. It's been around much longer than that. I've been yeah. using Wikipedia, but no, that was right. And and mm. uh, uh, you you use something called Twitch. Is that right? Twitch. I don't. Does I a don't... single person here know what Twitch is? One yes, person a sing- knows. there's a Thank single you. person there. Uh, I'll explain. Uh, for the, for basically, don't condescend to us. Just explain. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We can't keep I don't up with mean everything. To. I have a problem. My tone comes out wrong. I actually think you're all great. So <laughs> <laughs> Twitch is a thing. It's a bit like YouTube, but it's live. And uh, people stream themselves playing video games. Now, I can't explain to you why people want to watch people play video games. Okay, that's just a thing now, right? But the thing I do on there is like a comedy thing where I play an old football game, but I wear the top half of a suit and I am the manager of the club. Okay? Yeah. And it's a weird, surreal thing. I started that in lockdown and it was really, it just massively took off and I managed to build this big online audience. And because of the season paused as well, because um, of, you know, because of the pandemic and it, they yeah. had to stop the season. Um I, uh, my team, my fictional team in this game became a lot of people's team they supported. Crazy time, right? Yes. Yeah. yeah. So what sort of manager are you? What, um... English, uh, old style, no nonsense. Yeah. Um, let them know you're there. Yeah. You know, um, that kind of thing. Blame the refs for everything. Yeah. Um, c- uh, conspiracies. I think everyone's against us. Everyone's against us. All of that. Yeah. Uh, and what's yeah. the name of the team that you're managing? They're called. So the game is called Pro Evolution Soccer Five from 2005. The team uh, is called Pez United. They exist in the game, and they have all these fake players in. And I've given them all personalities. We have meetings and stuff. And everyone that yeah, everyone yeah. that watches the stream live. So there's like a chat bar. They can talk, and we interact. And they are all automatically assistant managers of the club. Yeah. So we got a lot of assistant managers, but yeah, yeah. Um, yeah it's this weird ongoing drama. Um, yeah, it's it's weird. It's the strangest thing I've ever done, but people really connect with it. But but you're doing a sort of comedy twist on it. But yeah. you're saying that before that, there are people just watching other people playing a video game. Why yeah. don't they just play the video game themselves? Why do they want to watch somebody else doing it? I don't know. It's weird. Well, they're either watching someone who's brilliant at it. So fair enough. They, I think a lot of the time they like the personality of the person and they just enjoy. I would describe Twitch, not what I do, not the football thing. That's a bit different. But I describe Twitch as it's a little bit like listening to the radio. Do you know what I mean? Like a lot of people just have it on. Yes. And listen to it. But it is hard to explain. I know that. And it is weird. But this yeah. is the future. <laughs> Yeah. Okay. Cool. <laughs> Glad to know. I mean, it's but, yeah. It's but odd. social media generally, we've you've mentioned uh, Twitter, or, or it's now supposed to be called X. There's a rival one called uh, Threads. Threads, but there's also WhatsApp. A lot of people would use. We call that social media as well. It's a way of communicating. I guess. Yeah. Yeah. But but what about the downside? Because for mm-hmm. older people, yeah. you think, oh, there's a lot of abuse going. You think, well, I would just wouldn't bother going on it. But if you're a young person and you're being bullied at school. You can mm. go home. You can be bullied online as well. So it's um, it's a it's a sort of it's an it's an odd procedure. That's that's it's weird. It has its positives and negatives. Definitely. Um, it's excuse me. It's probably better to not be on there for your mental health generally. Like I wouldn't worry if you're yeah. not on there. But for like for for comedians yeah. especially, it's you got to you know be promoting yourself and all of that. And it is excellent for that. Mm. Um, yeah. Um, well, I, I don't know if he's doing his show today, but a friend of mine, David Baddiel, has been doing a show uh, up, up here, just a few shows. And he created a whole show. One of his stand-up was, was just taking the abuse he gets online yeah. and responding to it. And he gets a lot of done in his life, book writing and performing and all sorts of things. But he's still got time to sit at home being abused online and dishing it back as well. And then turning it into a... So could, could you do that? Do you, do you get enough other well, than I did as Well, I did that as a cake shop, yeah. didn't I? Yeah, yeah. But I think you... you copied me, Badil. <laughs> well, maybe, maybe. <laughs> not really. Yeah. But, um, uh, but well, could you just generally? Do you get a lot of abuse when you do a show? Or a little uh, bit, a little yeah. bit. Nothing crazy. Um, yeah. I think I'm not famous enough. I'm also I don't talk about politics that much and stuff. You know, um, but it happens. Yeah. It's, the thing is, social media is very addictive. That's the thing about it as well. Yeah. It's very, yeah. I'm a bit worried about your wonders so far because there's the destructive thing of supporting a team, inducing hatred. Uh, your nerves and anxiety are, are, are a wonder, but there, there's a downside of that. And we've got onto social media. Yeah. And you're conceding it's probably a bad thing. Sometimes. Have I picked all the worst things in the world? Well, not necessarily, but there's, there's plenty of negatives in them. Yeah. Um, okay, so let's go on. Oh, here's something. Well, is this good or bad? I don't know. Number four is television. Yeah. So, so what? What is that bad? No. 
Well, I think it used to be bad. I think people used to be critical of it. When when it first came on, children have always been told not to watch too much Mm -hmm. television. You'll get square eyes. You'll be much better reading novels, uh, which was when novels had come along. There was, oh, you shouldn't be reading nonsense stories that people were... um, And and so some people have a cut-off point. They say, oh, I'm Mm. not... So there used to be, oh, I listen to the radio but not watch television. Now, television has looked like a good homely thing uh, that people used to watch in great numbers, but it's kind of... I don't. I didn't say it's dying a death, or it's just it's just changing to something a bit different. Different. So, which which aspects of television would uh, you go for? I, well, I'm thinking about when I was growing up. Basically, all of my comedy influences came from television because I never. Uh, my parents, we never went to like the theater or anything like that. That wasn't really what we did mm. um, so much. And when I was little, so I have got two older brothers and they were teenagers when I was little, bit of an age gap. Mm. And so when I was really young, I was seeing stuff like Alan Partridge, The Day to Day, Brass Eye all of this stuff, like legendary stuff, which I absolutely loved when I was like too young for it. Yes. And I think that's what completely made me want to go into comedy. And like now, even now, like something like Twitch, I love so much because like TV was for me, you can watch it for free pretty much, right? Um, Whereas, so when I started doing Twitch, I realized I had a whole new audience of people that aren't the ones that can afford to come to the, like seeing me at the fringe or on tour or Soho theater or whatever, it's expensive. Mm. And especially if you've got kids and you need a babysitter and all of that, not everyone can do that. But then with Twitch, it's completely different. Um, I love that about TV as well. You know what I mean? You can be anyone and watch it. It doesn't feel like there's a, yeah. yeah. Well, I'll just just stick up for comedy shows and shows that are the fringe. I know there's a price to be paid, but Mm. it's not the same as going to like a a, a theatre to see a a big musical or a a big play where, Mm -hmm. um, especially in London, uh, is a huge amount of money you have to pay. I I know this because I go to see plays quite a lot because I'm interviewing people and I get given a free ticket. But (sighs) when I have to pay for myself and maybe, you know, wife and uh, children, I think, what's going on here? I don't want to buy the theatre. I just want to... So compared to those prices, it's not too bad. I'll just stick up there. But but television, if you go back even before the shows you're talking about when Mm -hmm. you were young, it used to be the case that somebody... I don't know if you think of comedians like there was a Morecambe and Wise, the big comedians. Sure. They could get half the the population of the country watching their shows. Their Christmas yeah. specials, by yeah. the end, were getting 20 million, 25 million uh, viewers. Uh, ex- extraordinary numbers. Yeah. Now, but that's not really possible anymore because we most of us have now got 100 or 500 or 5,000 channels to pick exactly. from. You've got your Netflix things. and uh, So do you, is you, do you have a slight nostalgia for that? I do, to, yeah. I mean, even not even comedy-related. It just like when TV, when things on TV used to be such a big event was so cool and that doesn't happen anymore. Like even I used to watch like Who Wants to Be a Millionaire with my family, right? Remember when Judith Keppel won that million for the first? <laughs> of course you do, right? Yes. You don't get that yeah. kind of thing anymore. Even like my little nephew and niece, they don't watch TV. They just watch all the, everything on demand. Yeah, they're just like, watching you on Twitch playing yeah, video games. I so wish. That, yes. They watch yeah. Minecraft streamers. Do you even know what that is? I don't. Yeah, <laughs> it's weird. Yeah, the whole yeah, and and people watch. Do you to mention another one? YouTube, where people yeah. are watching two or three minutes of something, and that's enough. They don't want to sit and watch half hour or three. It's hard. It's hard. Like trying to be a comedian now. Like try like putting your stuff out there. Everyone's obsessed with very short things, and I like very long form stuff. Like my even when I'm doing if I'm doing like a twenty minute set in a club, it's like it's usually like little stories you know and then it's like and now you've got to have things like like 30 seconds or whatever or a minute for tiktok and things yeah it's mm. it's, it's all changed oh dear <laughs> <laughs> your age sounding a bit despondent but, but maybe it's healthier really because you know Is the it? idea that half the nation should be watching one set of people not just comedians it's a bit of a it's a bit of an oddity, isn't it? That mm. we've reverted to something slightly more normal. And to get a, a really big following, there's like that box set thing when everybody, uh, um, you know, gets into a particular series, oh, like yeah, Succession or something. Yeah. But when you say everybody, it's not the whole nation, really. It's just spoken about a lot. And yeah. maybe maybe 5 million or 10 million people will be watching it mm-hmm. eventually. But there's, there's never the large figures that... Uh, and even like the way you were talking about football before, you can't avoid succession spoilers, unfortunately. Yeah. For these big shows, you've got to stay off social media if the last episode's been on or whatever. Yes. Because it will get spoiled. Yeah. It will be trending on Twitter X or whatever, mm. you know. Um, yeah. And, and of course, in the old days, there was a discipline to things. So if you wanted to watch... 
How far back can I go with that? The Foresight Saga. Do you remember that? You had to watch it on a Sunday night or something, and then you had to wait till the next Sunday night to see the next episode. And if you if you missed it, mm-hmm. you might not even have a way of taping it. So you'd, you'd yeah. never see an episode until it was repeated, well, now on, on Yesterday TV or something. <laughs> so anyway, so t- so television, you you still... It's a, it is a wonder of the world, because it, yeah. it can still bring you... You know, a football match played on the other side of the world, or sure. somebody landing on the moon, or or um, you know, a big a big show together, and lots and lots of other bits of entertainment, uh, mm. acting and so forth. But maybe you and your generation have missed the golden age of television, and yeah. you have to comfort yourself with all these other things as well. Yeah, we're in a weird um, transitional period. A, a transitional period where yeah. it's like between yeah. because the fact is yeah. that a lot of comedians like. Are getting on TV now and it isn't what it was you know yeah. like you don't become this huge star if you go on like have I got news for you or whatever yeah. it's just it's not the same but you can become massive if you do this little funny character online yeah. it's just it's all yes. changing yeah well I mean Boris Johnson went on have I got news for you and he became prime minister so it still oh, yeah. had a, that amount of power a few years ago <laughs> at, any, at any rate uh, but you mentioned you've done some acting now or yeah. is that on television you're talking about yeah yeah I just did a thing in a sitcom which isn't on yet where I play a vicar in an episode it's pretty good isn't it how do you get um, that role at, uh, you, just, you- just auditioned, did yeah. the best. They said you were the best, and I said thank you. Yes, um, I'm in a my, my big my, my claim to fame one is I'm in a film called Last Christmas, which has got Emma Thompson in it, Emilia uh, Clark. Oh yeah, um, and I got to hang out with Emma Thompson for a couple of days. Oh wow. Well, she's I thought f- they'd like that more, to be honest. Yeah. Um, <laughs> well, she's a fine actress. Uh, she's but, great, and she's yeah. lovely in real life. Yeah. Yes. She, 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 yeah. Um, yeah. That was pretty good, and hopefully, I'll get more. I do enjoy acting. Yeah. Um, I'm very feel lucky, lucky that I get those opportunities. So, Last yeah. Christmas—that's quite a sentimental kind of uh, mm. uh, film, wasn't it? You, you you weren't supposed to guess the ending, because otherwise, no. But everyone did because <laughs> yes. there was a trailer that spoiled the ending. Yeah. And then there was even a Guardian article that said, "Is this the twist of this film?" Like, come on. Yeah. <laughs> Yes, it was the twist. <laughs> yes, it was, a, it was a yeah yeah. Don't lot of, say lot of, no, no, I know, but a lot of eggs in one particular basket. For, uh, so, but you got to meet uh, Emma Thompson yeah, and no, Amelia Clark, so that's not a yeah. not a, a, a you know a, a bad achievement for you. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. All right, so let's go on to your next wonder, uh, which is crowds. Again, a very general topic. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Well, it was lockdown. I'm simply taking um, you by surprise with your wonders. Seven is but, a lot of yeah. wonders, you know. Um, yeah. yeah, like over lockdown, it was that thing of when, you know, like obviously for, for me, live comedy was my only income. Like that was the main thing I did. And then it went overnight. Like I had all these things planned. I was supposed to come to the Edinburgh Fringe in 2020. It's just all gone. No yes. idea when it's coming back. And that feeling of a crowd laughing was like gone and you didn't know when it was coming back at all. Mm. There were Zoom gigs. I bet some of you watch Zoom gigs. That was a depressing time. Um, it's literally like an anxiety dream, just talking to your webcam and you're doing stand-up. Mm. Come on. Um, I didn't see the point of that. I no. thought that was... Uh... It was nice. Like a lot of nice, like, you know, established comedians set this up for us and they some of, like, some, some of them paid us and stuff, mm. which was nice. But yeah, it was a bit bleak. And then even football, they, when they were showing football or sporting events with no crowds at all, and then they faked the crowd yes. noise. yeah. And it was slightly off. Yeah. And it's like, there's supposed, like he's just messed up there. There should be a way yeah. and there's nothing. No. It, it, That's it was not just, what I want. There were no obscene chants played no, in. You're just, you, you, no. had to make, you had to do those for yourself at home. Yeah, I had to yeah. sit there doing it. And like, you know, when even any random game or sporting event, there's like a last minute goal or something, and you just want to see the away fans going mad or whatever. And it's yeah. an empty. Yes. And they've put in this fake crowd noise and it was really bleak. And then as soon as it was all back... I could go back to football and back to live comedy properly and stuff. Like mm. you realize how much you appreciate that. I, I didn't yeah. appreciate it before, really. 
So, uh, well, I, 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 you know, I get, I get the point that you were missing the crowd because that was that's the joy of being. You, you get that buzz and endorphin response, but it's also income. So, uh, how did yeah. you, how did you survive? It was the... Twitch. Yes, Twitch became a football manager, and it was like a miracle. Like, because I really had nothing going on. I was really in a point in my career where it was like, oh, basically for me, right, the way it is, the way this industry is, right. I was only ever getting approached to do some stuff around being Muslim or being Asian. And it wasn't good stuff. It was crap. Okay. It was yeah. stuff that would make you cringe. Very bad ideas. And I said, I'm not, I don't want to do this stuff. And I was just stuck in this thing. And I thought I'm going to have to become one of these awful guys. I can't stand. Yeah. So what the sort um, of thing you were going to be? A all sorts of things, man. All sorts. Of, like one of them was, um, uh, Oh, should I name stuff? Um, one yeah, of them. Go on. <laughs> Uh, it was all stuff like like one of them was going to be a dating type show where I have to find a Muslim wife and they wanted my mum in the show approving and disapproving of these girls. And it's like they don't even know my mum, yeah. right? They're probably imagining she's like Ramesh Ranganathan's mum. Yeah. But the thing is, they I, they I know what they think my mum's like, but my mum has like an English accent. Yeah. So that's not entertaining for them, is it? All right. You know. So what you I mean? basically ruled your mum out of a TV career. <laughs> She might she have wanted to want, put on an entertaining not, accent. She does not have an entertaining <laughs> accent, yeah. Um, it was all very patronizing, like job offers, basically. And it was like, wow, that's it's, it's weird because you start comedy. I got the newcomer nomination in 2016, all of that. And you think, wow, so if I'm good at comedy, they'll let me do stuff. But that's not how it is. You get so badly pigeonholed mm. to the point where now, like my new show and stuff, I don't talk about like race or religion stuff at all. Because I don't want to be asked to do that nonsense. Mm. I just want to be like, well, I'm funny. I'm as funny as yes. all these, you know. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I, I know what you mean by that. Because I, the, the, where I, uh, I like to interview, I'm, I'm interviewing people the whole time. And we, we're a very balanced program on the BBC. We, you know, we have, there'll be a woman, there'll be somebody of a particular <clears throat> ethnic group. But I'd like to just interview them about the project, not sure, about yeah. how you are the third woman to get the role in something mm. or, the, or the first Asian ever to be appointed. That's fine. That's interesting in itself. But j just get on to talk about it. You talk to anybody else about the. the yeah, yeah, the yeah. Um, you know. But but uh, but nonetheless, and I don't want to dwell too much. It's, it was a bad time for everybody, obviously, in the music business. I lost track. Sorry, I went off on something. No, no, it's, um, no, it's good. But uh, yeah. the uh, you know the, to have a whole industry with which depends upon there being people coming into. Uh, you know, sweaty, crowded. I mean, this is a relatively uh, air conditioned and it's but, but rooms in the Edinburgh Fringe. I, I should think about the worst places for for COVID. You go into a hot room, yeah. there's everyone breathing, and then you go. Sometimes you go outside. It's cold. And the and fact wet. that they were still considering doing it, right? Yes. Do you know? Does anyone know what date they told us that the Edinburgh Fringe was cancelled? April the first. <laughs> Not even joking. Yeah. Seriously, yeah. Uh, um, yeah. I, I, well, I, one year, I, I don't know if it was that first 2020 or 21, there's, there was something going on at the Fringe. I came in and I, somebody did an act in a car park. And I came in from Glasgow where we were doing the show, uh, my show. But the, and I thought, oh, it'll be an indoor car. But it was an outdoor car park. And it wasn't a warm, lovely evening. We were sitting, free, and we were all sitting far apart. And, and it was, you know, it was well done. The show was well done, but it wasn't a communal experience. No, you were just no, no. chuckling away with your companion and then ooh, somebody over there maybe not chuckling away obviously somebody and then further oh there's another chuckler that's it, depressing isn't yeah it, <laughs> it was a, but it was a sort of soldiering on in adversity that uh, all the people did shows where like drive-in shows you could sit mm. in your car oh, yeah. and you could hoot your hooter if you, if you thought it was funny <laughs> Or maybe hooting was was heckling. I don't know. Maybe maybe I, I you think so. Yeah. Maybe you washed your windscreen when you thought it was funny. <laughs> I, 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 don't know. I don't know. But uh, anyway, so that, yeah. that was a tough time. But so crowds. So do you like it? I don't know. You do shows in the, like the centre of London or here, all over when the there are crowds milling around on the mm. on the pavements as well. That and that makes the feel. Oh, there's something going on here. There's it's a, great. It's honestly, I'm, I'm very lucky that I get to. I, I do sell quite a few tickets at the Fringe, and it's just that feeling when it's a good crowd and it's all energetic. There's nothing better, honestly. Like yeah. I think yesterday was like my favourite show because they were just, yeah, they were just they were just so good, such a good energy. Yes. Um. It, yeah. There's nothing like yeah. it. Yeah. 
Mm. Well, it's very good because this is your day off from your show, but yeah. you've so you've volunteered to come along and talk mm -hmm. to my. Well, I like to think it's my crowd, so I yeah. provided that for you. And I, I like them. Yes, <laughs> this is a crowd that you like. Crowds we like. So let's go on to your sixth wonder. Now we're just sucking up the audience, and this is cooking. You like cooking? Yeah, it was something again that I got very into during lockdown because we had so much time, and I got obsessed with. You know, before it was, I was very much a pasta or stir fry kind of guy like not much effort went in and then i bought myself a slow cooker yes <laughs> and it's changed everything and i got like the 20 quid one from argos it's not even you know and i've got so much use out of it and yeah. I, I learned over time i got better and better at making these stews and these like yeah. red curries and green curries yeah. all of this massaman curry amazing yeah. um, so you just throw everything into the, the pretty thing much and... say, the beef or whatever yeah. or, you know it's just but how slow I, was a slow uh, four hours four hours you do four so hours you come on in high. an evening or or if, if people with a regular life but you come in at six you, you want to eat fairly soon but you've got to wait four hours for a meal that's a that's a or have you got to done it in the morning you've got to do you... it before right yeah well i don't think you're meant to leave the house with it on is that bad that's a fire hazard yeah. don't know these guys they, they all right well maybe it. i'm getting down to too much particularly yeah. the slow cooker but, <laughs> but yeah but, just that yeah. and also i want to see what reaction this gets air fryers oh you got one no no i haven't get so one now, why are they good? What? They're absolutely yeah. incredible. Yeah. They, the thing is, people you think... You fry it with air? No. Rather than oil? I mean... <laughs> <laughs> Everyone thinks that they, because they're called that, that they fry your food. It's just like a mini oven. Yes. But it's incredible. But why do I want a mini oven? I've got an oven. Why do I want a mini oven? Just okay. in case. There's the cost of living crisis. Yes. Which I've, it saves I've, energy. Yeah. But also, it just works a lot quicker if you're doing like a smaller thing. You know, right. it's, it's just like, just stick some potatoes How many in cookers there. have you got? So you've got a slow cooker, an air cooker. You've got your original <laughs> stove or yeah, oven yeah, or something. Yeah. Any more? Have you got a... Uh, four bread toaster. Yeah. Pizza oven in the garden for when you have a barbecue. <laughs> yeah. One day. That's yeah. the aim. That's the dream. All right. When I'm really famous. Well, well, well sell me. I mean, it, 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 obviously, lot, plenty of people here have got, but I haven't got an air cooker. How does, how does it fry? Air fryer. <laughs> air pan. What is it? An air loaf. What is it? What, how, how does it work? You put you your stuff in somewhere. Stuck, put the stuff in and turn it on pretty much. That's not enough detail for me to do. <laughs> <laughs> but that's what's that's so what I say, great oh, about how, it. Where, how to get somewhere. Oh, just straight down, basically. <laughs> straight down. You turn left at the, at the church. Well, it used to be a church. Turn where the, 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 where the Tesco was. before. It, oh, it's Morrison's now. I don't know. Go down that way. The, the, and nobody's concentrating, but that's not good enough. How does an air, how does, what's, what does the air do in an air cooker? Gets really hot. <laughs> <laughs> so it's like a hairdryer. Yeah, basically. Just use a hairdryer on yeah. your food. I don't I have a hairdryer. I don't really yeah. <laughs> I don't really warrant a hairdryer these days. <laughs> a blowtorch. Is it like a blowtorch? Sure. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're kind enough to come on with your wonders, but you're not very good at directing. Uh, I don't think yeah. I can explain. Can anyone explain what an air fryer does apart from... The little shelf and an air gets underneath it. So it's hot <laughs> yeah. air gets underneath it. So that's just like an oven, isn't it? That's, uh, <laughs> is it very, very hot? Is that, it's like it, it's quick. It's quick. Okay. All right. Well, this is the most educational one of the, uh, uh, of these one. I'm under about my 70 something, uh, one of these. I don't think I've necessarily learned a lot from any of them. I've been sold on them, but this is what I'm going to go and get an air. Air fryer. Yeah, air fryer, air fryer. <laughs> I've learned the name of it now. An air fryer. Yeah. Get. So you're cooking, and uh, do you cook things you from your childhood? or uh, Not really. My mum is too good a cook. It's like, don't even try. You know what yeah. I mean? Her cooking is absolutely incredible, but I am going to try and learn from her Yeah. and apply some of that, you know? Um, um, but yeah, I mean... So your Pakistani heritage, I don't know, I mean, along with... You know, ninety nine percent of people in this country who go to Indian restaurants a lot, mm -hmm. but mostly I think those are Bangladeshi yeah. uh, restaurants, really. Mm -hmm. And and then there's obviously lots of different cuisines, yeah. north and but south. Pakistani food is similar, but it's better. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. And where do you stand on alcohol? Is is it something you keep away from? I don't drink. No. Now, does that make a difference in your experience of the Edinburgh Festival and Fringe? Oh, because I guess so. Because for a lot so. of comedians, yeah, uh, most of their time is spent. 
either performing or mm. standing around drinking. So um, I'm not, not going to give though. a bad mouth to comedians, it's, but that's... Just do it. Fine. Yeah. Um, Does that so, mean you remain fresher, <laughs> fresher than most comedians yeah, do? Yeah, I think so. Like, So when I first used to come up, um, I thought it was the cool thing to do to hang... You, we have these like industry bars, you know? Uh, I thought it'd be cool to hang out with these like male comedians that are a bit cool, that get very drunk at night and I'm just kind of with them, you know? But then you realise, oh, I don't think these people are happy. <laughs> um <laughs> And so I don't do that. I just like, I go and watch some shows. I have a, have a nice time. My wife's visiting for a week as well. We've seen loads of good stuff. And then we go back. Mm. Uh, I might do, sometimes I've been doing little things on Twitch from yes. my room. I've got a little setup, And it's just much nicer. Having rest is actually really nice, yeah. <laughs> you know? But um, if you're in a room with yeah. a lot of people drinking, do you, yeah. do you notice their conversational skills deteriorating? Absolutely. Yeah. 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 I can always leave. I mean, yeah, people can get very boring yeah. <laughs> very quick. Yeah. Uh, but it's okay. I mean, I used to. The thing is, it's like um, I've been doing comedy a little while now. And at the start, you don't know who you are. You know, you don't know what you're meant to do. And you think it's cool to hang out in these places. And now it's like, no, I'm not missing anything. And actually, the show is the most important thing. Yes. Um, so, yeah, get enough rest. Do your best for the audience. Yeah. And that's what matters. Yeah. Okay. Well, this is this is turning into a public information advisory film. I think that's good. So, but but that's uh, so that's cooking. We've covered the cooking and your various ways of doing the cooking. I've t I've got a takeaway from not. I haven't got a takeaway. My takeaway from <laughs> this from this is I've got to get myself an air fryer. Yes, so please. I, so I can I can fry my air. And uh, <laughs> we've got to move on. We've got to get to get within our time. Your last wonder is cats. Oh. Yeah, it's another. It's divides the room a bit, I think. You but absolutely scum, some of you. I swear, yeah. man. I heard some sighs. Yeah. Well, it's a slightly divisive thing because is, some, yeah. you know, sometimes people side with dogs against cats. Some people to, like both. I know, but uh, you don't have to pick a team. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Um, well, you I do. Just, We're supporting a team. Is where, okay, you're right. where we I'm started. Sorry. So, yeah. Yeah. Boo cats. Yeah. Um, yeah. So have got you more all... boos than Arsenal. That did yeah. cats. Um, <laughs> For me, it's been like um, I had a cat from when I was very young called Kitty. And that was because I yeah. was little and we took too long to come up with a name for her. We called her Kitty and that stuck. I had her till she was like almost 20 years old. Right. And the thing about that is I got her when I was like nine years old. So she was with me like in my family home. Obviously, I went off to uni and stuff. But I'd see my cat like since from child, you know, primary school, secondary school sixth form university becoming a comedian having this career it's like my cat was always there and she got very ill at the start of lockdown sadly mm. had to be put down very sad and then after about a year i got i thought i need to get my mum a cat i got her this little calico called coco um you have to explain calico what calico is. sorry calico is when they have three colors um so um it's always a well, it's mostly usually a female cat that has the three um she's like a little bit brownish gray gingery like it's all you know or white sorry this yeah. this little mix um, Coco uh, got uh, very um, uh, horny and uh, went and had five kittens. Okay. Right? Before they could get a spade. Uh, five incredible different kittens. I got to see them. I was there because my mum was worried the day they were being born. And uh, like, I saw them like uh, go from... Born. Well, pretty much yeah, actually. Because yeah, yeah. Coco was very nervous. She wanted to, my mum to be around, right? Yeah. I saw them be these little things that immediately find their mum's milk and then eventually open their eyes. And they all get their personalities. It's weird. Mm. And then I kept one for me and my wife. Um, and she looks a lot like her mum. Uh, she's called Mini Coco. And, and the other ones, did you drown or did you find other? <laughs> Terrible. Why is that getting applause? We were having, I thought this is going to be a lovely ending. Yeah. A very wholesome yeah. ending. Yeah, yeah. Not in the air fryer. Stop it. Stop it. It's talking about a kitty cat, not a kit cat. That wouldn't go in an air fryer, would it? Uh, so you got so you found loving homes for all the other uh, ones. Obviously, there were two ginger boys. They went to my mother-in-law. Yes, they live by the seaside now. That Lovely. is the best present you can give to a mother-in-law. She it? can never criticize me now. Yeah, she's got two cats. Yeah, two brilliant cats. Sometimes it's grandchildren mother-in-laws like. But, no, but no, a no, no, but a, cats. But a cat is is yeah. next best thing. I yeah, suppose. and the other two have gone to very loving homes. I, the thing is, right, I, I love these cats uh, very much, um, but then I can see that you uh, don't really care. Well, some do, uh, some do. So. But cats often give an impression. Uh, yeah. we, we've had cats. So I must say I'm more of a dog person, but um, the um, 
something gives the impression they don't they're not that bothered i mean dogs at least make an effort they look they they look enthusiastic they love you they they want to be with you cats wander in so you know where's where's dinner you know mm-hmm. and uh, oh actually i'm not interested no oh i'll have some and then it'll push off they'll go next door to get better food they <laughs> they'll scratch you if they feel like it and you want them to do something there's no way of training them yeah but they are funny because they're unpredictable. We all know what a dog's going to do. Come on. Oh. oh, he's doing that thing again he does every day. Wow. <laughs> Cats, you got no idea. They're absolutely mad. Yeah. Um, my cat does uh, love me and my wife, though. She's very sweet, but she's, she's crazy. Mm. Yeah. Is it real love from cat? I mean, I think so. Yeah, dogs are programmed to love you, so they do do it. That's part of their mm-hmm. nature. Whereas uh, there's a special thing when you look at a dog. They, uh, they, you, you, the, the, the looking in your eyes of a dog after a few seconds, you bond with it. I've had this explained. I've been to the dog. Tra- I've got a new dog who's a difficult dog to train, mm. and that's the only thing we get right is that I can look in its eyes. Yeah. Uh, yeah, she's a great furry dog, and uh, I got around into trouble with the sort of like social, well, the internet more. Um, so I wanted to get um, the the first, not supposed to be sort of cut, it's supposed to be stripped. So I went on looking for, well, stripper was the term I used. Uh, <laughs> uh, and, and, and I thought, that's wrong, that's getting me another wrong. So I changed it to grooming. And then, uh, <laughs> and then my big mistake was saying uh, uh, dogging. That was the one that went down. That, that, that. But, but she is a difficult dog. She's uh, uh, lovely. But we have had cats. We had a cat. Got, some cats got, had their kitten in our front area in our London house, and that forced us to have another cat because my wife likes cats. But, yeah. but you know, they, they, they can take it or leave you, can't they? And that mm. may be a strength of cats but because uh, they're not needing to be looked after. I like after. that. I mean, I don't feel like I need the love of a dog like some of you do, you know what I mean? <laughs> Well, I'm a I, tradition. I, well, dog owning goes back quite a long way. But I was a traditional mm-hmm. thing of a dad saying, I don't want to have a dog. I'm not having a dog. They're just a nuisance. And then within two, no, one second of getting one and two weeks of being in the house, nobody else looks after the dog but me. I do all the walking, all the grooming, mm. all the, uh, the uh, and in consequence, the dog loves me and I love the dog. So that's, I'm onto my third one uh, like that. So, oh, cool. Yeah. Lovely. Yeah. But it's, it's a, <laughs> all right. Okay. <laughs> But you're you're not interested in dogs. I'm interested in cats. I don't mind them. I don't mind them. Yeah. 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 Cats are better, but um, yeah, yeah, you know. So, so, okay, we'll go with cats. We've we've just about got in time, uh, your seven wonders. Thank you very much uh, for sharing all those with us, uh, uh, Bilal. Now, I have to choose uh, the wonder of wonder, the... The, which of your wonders that I think you've made the best case for okay. to make that your wonder of wonders. And you've made a good case for various things. I'm not going to be persuaded by cats at the end there. I like the idea of liking crowds uh, and nervous and anxiety. I'm not that wild on social media. But the one I've learnt most from, uh, and, <laughs> in, this, in this particular case, I'm going to say cooking. So I'll make that your wonder of wonders. So thank you very much. Thank you. Bilal Zafar. You. I'm off to get an air fryer. So. If you enjoyed this episode of My 7 Wonders, it would be wonderful if you could rate and review us on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you found us. Thank you for listening. My 7 Wonders with Clive Anderson is a Stack production and part of the Acast Creative Network. 